Are you curious about bodies, pleasure, and possibilities? And what about curious about what others are up to on the planet when it comes to pleasure, sex, and play? Have you considered what pleasure can do for your life, your body, and your bank account? Do you know something magical, delightful, and out of this world orgasmic is not only possible for you, but totally available to you? If you're ready to be the magical, sexual, sexy beast you know you can be, and you just need the tools to get there, you're in the right place. Now, here's the host of The Pleasure Zone, sensual movement artist, relationship and sex alchemist, Milica Yelenich. Welcome to The Pleasure Zone, my sweet, sweet pleasure seekers. So for those of you who don't know it, if you're listening to this, you are a pleasure seeker because everybody who listens to this show is seeking a little bit more pleasure in their life for sure. And if the topics that you're interested in are jumping at you and you're jumping on and listening to them, then you're definitely in the pleasure seeker category. I was thinking about like creating pins, you know, people can just like go, I'm a pleasure seeker, maybe uh, bumper stickers. I'm a pleasure seeker, hashtag pleasure seeker. And it's uh, pretty fun to me that there are pleasure seekers on the planet that like listening to this show, that, you know, love indulging in different things so that their bodies can have more pleasure. And one of the ways that I find to have great amounts of pleasure is through play, taking some of the serious out of it and bringing a little bit more play into it. I had a friend once say to me, a, a friend, uh one night stand, friend? Sure, let's go with that. Uh, say, you know, sex can be fun. And that thought in my head stayed with me. And that was years ago. And that that thought um, has been with me like ever since. You know, sex can be fun. And I was like, oh, what a freaking novel concept that sex can be fun. And, and oh, if it can be fun, maybe it can be playful. How many of us, though, just make sex incredibly serious? And even conversations about sex are incredibly serious. Even when we think about genitals, like a lot of people just kind of, they just kind of shrink into their bodies and they don't want to talk about it because, you know, genitals, those are those things that could create pleasure, but they're also very naughty and we should hide them. And I think that the more that we expose these things, uh, like what turns us on and what's fun for us, the, most, the more that we can expose them to ourselves and to our lovers slash lovers, the way more fun our bodies can have. And in having fun, your body relaxes, receives, and because of that, it can actually heal. There are so many chemical reactions that go on in the body just from having pleasure. And if pleasure can be induced by play, then how much fun can we have having play in our lives? And I was thinking about this show before I came on because I often just come on with a, a title and a whim. And this title and the whim today was thinking about like, what is play? How do we play? What is play to one person might not be play to another person. And you can see that when you look at kids when they're, you know, playing with each other or they're in group environments. It might be a little harder now during COVID to see that, but you think back and you look at groups of children together, there'll often be somebody who 
is taking on the role of leader who is creating demands about we're going to play this and we're going to play it this way. And there's usually somebody who takes on the leadership role. And in a group of friends, if there's no leadership role, sometimes they don't really accomplish a lot of play. So for some reason, we've required some guidance with play. And for me personally, I was a nanny for three years. And um, the family actually referred to me as more of like a co-parent. So for three years, I got to play. I got to play hard. I got to play every day of the week, uh, like weekdays. I got to play every day for a full day every day and watch and observe how children interact with each other, how they interact with adults how their expectations of people um, have put on them about like what they should be doing for play or during their day or, you know, different uh, family members would come by and all the different family members would have different reactions to how these kids were spending their time. You know, they should be doing this or they should be doing that or they should be outside or they should be doing. It's like an amazing amount of pressure put on children to play a certain way. And what if we gave them the space to be able to explore everything without the pressure of time or the pressure of uh, what should be done or maybe that there needs to be a target with your play. If you're playing, maybe you need to have a some some kind of skill that's being built or developed. The funny thing is, is most play will develop skills anyway. Just like play with sex is going to also develop your skill set. So there's a beautiful thing about that, that as we play and as we open up to play and discovery and curiosity, and we kind of embrace these, we'll call them childlike characteristics, the more we can become receivers of pleasure and become total explorers of, of pleasure as well, like true pleasure seekers. So what are some things when you think about your childhood and maybe you didn't have a childhood where play was prominent. Maybe you had stricter parents or maybe you were an only child and there wasn't a lot of people to play with. And sometimes as an older, as an only child, you know, your play is only at school uh, or you might hope that one of your parents will, will play with you. Uh, my daughter's an only child and uh, we play a lot because I like to play and I, even though she's 12, I'll invite her to be like a five-year-old and we'll color and we'll do things that are maybe even considered immature for her age. But I am aware that sometimes you just got to not, not be serious. Like you just got to let it go and have some fun and be silly and be playful. And in that play, you can have a lot of discovery about yourself. You can also have a lot of release. You can let go and then, of course, when that occurs, you can receive and receive more and receive more. Part of having and adding play to your sex life is having a conversation about it first. Because if your entire life you've been having incredibly serious sex with your lover or lovers, and it's all been very deliberate and very organized and very methodical and logical, um, and most of your sex has been in your head or thought out in advance, uh, planned, uh, you know, the sequences like a movie have been played out already a million times in your head. It doesn't leave a lot of room for play. And if you are that methodical, this is really about having a conversation about 
what what is playful to you? What would be fun to play? And I say this because it's not necessarily about having uh, like sex games or something like that. The play can be something as silly and fun as, say, for example, rolling around in the grass um, or, you know, rolling in the hay. People refer to sex as taking a roll in the hay a lot because think about how fun it actually is to go and be in giant haystacks as long as you're not allergic to hay. And being these giant haystacks, jumping around, having fun, it's really more about the fun and the play of it than it is about um, having the seriousness of the, se- the sex. Rolling around in the hay is some of the most playful uh, terminology you can get for sex. You know, sometimes people will say stuff like, oh yeah, were you banging? Now that sounds like hard work. Banging something, that's effort, that's a lot of you know, your shoulders might hurt after, that's banging somebody. Rolling around in the hay, that's total play. So where can you add that energy of rolling around in the hay to your life and add that conversation about, hey, what can we just do that's like offbeat, fun, silly, and and, and almost like ridiculous, childlike, that will allow us to uh, to explore something in a different way. So... There's a lot of different ways that kids play. If you've never really observed children playing, there's a number of ways. So some of them are things like kids will, for example, play with uh, pretend. So they might play with different role play. They might act out scenes from books they've read uh, or movies they've read as reference points. Sometimes they'll be super creative and create their own scenarios. Then you've also got playing with things like objects. You've got like whether it's different toys or whatever. There's play in different environments, whether it's like outside or indoors. Or uh, and then what else do we have? We have um, playing that can also involve different things like learning. So, for example, like playing in the kitchen, cooking um, can help you learn things, different skill sets. So there's play that actually develops skill sets for sure. There's play that's creative. A lot of imagination can be involved. So playing with um, scenarios that don't involve costumes, but it's full-on imagination as if you're wearing costumes. It's kind of like theater uh, for kids as well. And then there's a lot of other play too. I think about um, my niece and nephew were um, visiting and they love being outdoors. So, and they're very fast-moving kids and what they really like are things that are like kicking balls and they like to do things like um, I set up an obstacle uh, we set up like an obstacle course for them to go through and they love challenges so even when you look at like kids loving challenges and they like feeling like they've hit a target they feel like accomplished you can put all of those concepts into your own sex life so what are some targets maybe that you have? You could have silly, fun targets, like how many times can I lick your nipples in five minutes? How many orgasms can I give you in an hour? That's kind of like fun, playful, sexy targets, right? So you can look at different targets. You could kind of turn it into, um, as I'm saying this, I'm like, and this could actually be fun, turning it into like a, a marathon slash, uh, uh, what was I calling that before, like a, 
where you have all these different skills to try out. Uh, anyway, you could have a whole bunch of things. You could have different rooms in your house set up. Maybe the bedroom has a vibrator on the bed and for five minutes you have to use the vibrator and then you time it. Run to the bathroom. Next. Next orgasm is going to be based on water. Run to that bathroom. You've got one hour to give as many orgasms around the house as possible. This is going to be like a a TV show, I swear it. It's going to be like one of those challenge TV shows, but on the naughty station. And um, whoever's taking this, I am saying that this is my concept, my idea, and it's going to be awesome. And I would like some recognition for this. So as I'm like sitting here, I was watching like the floor is made of lava on Netflix. So now I've got all these like challenge ideas in my head that are, are, are playful, right? So you can have all these like playful ideas. And I get it. I can feel like so many adults out there going, oh, God, are you serious? This is so dumb. But how many of you actually watch these shows and you like the challenges? You know, maybe you like watching like American Ninja and you like watching people do obstacle courses. Sex obstacle courses can be so fun and funny. Like, I think that could be a hilarious thing Uh, in the chat room. My uh, friend and producer is saying uh, we have like traveling orgasms, right? <laughs> like totally traveling orgasms. So much fun. Hop on that bike, stick a dildo in there, take a little ride. How many different fun, crazy, playful ways can you think up of to have uh, like an obstacle course slash orgasmic course of play? And you know, if you don't have kids in your house, this can be a lot easier for sure. I have a kid in my house, but definitely around my bedroom as as I am broadcasting live from my bedroom, I'm looking at different things that I could even do in my own bedroom. For example, um, you know, sex on the dresser, sex in the bed, sex against the wall, uh, different toys being involved, hanging from the ceiling because we have a swing in our bedroom. Uh, we could, you know, sex up against a window. There it could be a total like obstacle course of fun. And if you create it and set it up as a fun play date, like we've got half an hour, how many crazy fun things can we do in half an hour? So yeah, tour de orgasm, <laughs> totally. It's instead of the tour de France, we're doing tour de orgasmique. And, and I think, you know, if you, if you do live somewhere where you have access to the outdoors, you can throw that in there. If you have access to your whole house, like, oh, my God, the fun that you can have in the bathroom, in the kitchen, on the dining room table. Um, my dining room table is an antique, so we are not going to use that. Although my husband has guaranteed me I won't fall through it. It's it's family antique. and It's kind of weird that I don't want to break the antique and have to explain to the entire family that I broke the family dining room table because my husband and I were getting getting it on on the table. So we're not going to be using the dining room table but there's so many other places you can tap into in your home that will have like a totally fun playful environment so think about environments think about the things that you like to watch on tv like i do like to watch obstacle course events on tv so i think it could be fun adding that sort of energy to the bedroom so here we are flying by the seat of my pants here on the inspired choices network on the pleasure zone tonight on how to add some play to your sex life. We'll be right back after this commercial. 
Are you secretly a voyeur, wondering what's going on in other people's sex lives? What if now is the time for a totally different sexual evolution? Are you interested in people who are pioneers of different sexual and pleasurable practices? Lean in now with Melitza Yelenich, where she will entice you and your body to know your own pleasure zone. On the Pleasure Zone radio show with sensual movement artist Melitza Yelenich, you'll receive tools, inspiration, and a foundation to allow yourself to receive more in your sex life, and quite possibly other areas of your life as well. Listen for The Pleasure Zone with Melissa every Monday at 8 p.m. Eastern Time, 7 p.m. Central Time, 6 p.m. Mountain Time, and 5 p.m. Pacific Time on InspiredChoicesNetwork.com. Are you a subject matter expert? Are you here to share your expertise with an audience waiting to hear from you in only the way you can deliver? Are you ready to have your voice amplified across the airwaves? Inspired Choices Network has a global radio platform streaming to millions of people across the world. Professionally produced and supported by an accomplished team every step of the way, you can broadcast from anywhere in the world knowing your voice matters and we ensure it is delivered with ease and efficiency. Eager to hear your message, the world awaits. Contact us today to become an Inspired Choices Network radio host. Email becomeahost at inspiredchoicesnetwork.com. This is The Pleasure Zone with sensual movement artist Milica Yelenich. To participate in the program today from the U.S., call 815-880-TALK. That's 815-880-8255. From Canada, dial 613-800-8736. Or you can Skype us at inspiredchoicesnetwork.com. Or send your questions or comments via email to info at MilicaJelenich.com. Now, back to the program. Welcome back to the Pleasure Zone, sweet pleasure seekers. I can just imagine your brains were like thinking up so many fun ideas for your sex obstacle course around your house, ways that you could swing like monkeys from one room to the other, uh, you know, swing into the room, and then you have to target somehow land on a dildo. Fantastic. I think it's going to be so much fun. Uh, a year or two ago, I think it was, a friend of mine sent me this video of this woman who was uh, she was on a swing, like on a sex swing, and she was rocking back and forth to um, to a dildo that was like suctioned to her wall. And so her aim was to try and like hit the suction. And I, I, I was like, bam, there's a fun game. Try and get yourself, you know, stick that dildo to the wall. If you don't know where to find dildos that will suction to walls, contact me because... The company I'm affiliated with for sex toys has dildos that you can suction to walls. It's probably easier to suction them to like a tile wall that's wet, but you can suction them to walls, you can suction them to floors. So much fun. You know, if you want to suction them to the window of your car while you're driving, you can do that too. I'm, you know, I'm not stopping you. Just saying you got options and I'm thinking, like, how many fun ways can you have your body just be totally, expansively, explosively excited to play? And I know some of you are like, but I'm a grown-up. 
So everywhere you think that grown-ups don't play, it's like seriously, think about how many grown-ups get paid to play. We got sports people who get paid to play baseball. We have teachers who get paid to play with kids and EAs who get paid to play and nannies who get paid to play. And a lot of these people are adults and we get paid to play. I have to say one of the most fun jobs I did have was being a nanny. Getting paid to play was incredibly fun. Um, I am a bit wacky and wild and I do like to play and I love to create things all the time. As you can tell, I just created the sex obstacle course right here on this show. You were witnesses to it. So how lucky are you? And so much fun. And and I'm just thinking of other things like sex in a beanbag because I'm thinking about like what do we have in storage? What do we have in our house? What are some things I would do um, if I was super flexible, maybe like uh, leaning on the sofa upside down, uh, getting some action from, you know, different angles. Toys, you know, are fabulous. So just like in a regular obstacle course, there are things that you're going to want to move through and challenge yourself with. So maybe some of the challenges would be trying out environments that you've never had sex in before. You sex up against a tree. I love including nature in my sex life. So sex up against a tree, sex in a field, um, anything that really just has you feel uh, open and slightly vulnerable because, you know, sex outside can feel pretty vulnerable. Uh, it puts you in this kind of uh, mode where you're not quite... Um, you know, you're turned on because you, you might be feeling like, oh, my God, we might get caught. So if you're a bit of a uh, an exhibitionist by nature, some of the outdoor play can be a lot of fun. Uh, and, you know, maybe your neighbors will see you and maybe they'll want to be part of the competition. Maybe your entire neighborhood will just gather collectively together. Everybody pools money. Whoever wins on the, this, the whole, you know, uh, sex obstacle course there'll be like a pooled money thing that people can win uh if your neighborhood has are in on this like if you guys already have a sex obstacle course in your neighborhood i would love to know about it so send me a message private message me you can message me on social media is probably one of the easiest ways to find me through facebook or instagram um private message me or if Find me on my website, melitzajelenik.com. So that's M-I-L-I-C-A-J-E-L-E-N-I-C. Send me an email. Let me know about the weird and wacky playthings that you're up to. And if your neighborhood is having a sex obstacle course going on, I need to know about this, people. This is the kind of stuff that this is integral to my life. So please let me know. I would love to either be a, a part of it witness it or be a judge in it. Either way, I want to be involved, especially since I swear I just invented it. So sex obstacle courses, fun for the whole family. And when we can break it down a little bit more for people who aren't necessarily going to be out and about playing in the wild with all of their family, we're going to break it down again to sex is, you know, playful sex is as easy as looking at what do kids do to play. It's that easy. What do kids do to play? How can we take that and bring that into the bedroom? And so whatever kids are doing, if kids are playing with toys, then how do we translate to that to adulthood and bring that into the bedroom? If kids are playing dress up, how do we take that and translate that and bring it into the bedroom? If kids are doing physical activity like riding a bike or whatever, 
how do we take that and bring it into the bedroom? And I bet you so many people have already looked at this. When you look at what's out there for for play in the bedroom, for sex, whether it's in the bedroom or the kitchen or the living room or outside, when we're looking at sex and we're looking at how to become more playful with it, I guarantee you people who have developed things like different apparatuses for this have looked at what did we like as children. So a lot of us, I love swinging on swings as a kid. So what did somebody do? They went, hey, I love swinging on a swing as a kid. Let's get one for adults and throw it in the bedroom. And then they just played with, how are we going to do that? Well, as a kid, I loved playing with toys. Okay, well, what could we do that's going to be fun for adults to play with toys? Mind you, sex toys have been around for thousands of years, and one of the oldest evidences of of a sex toy ever uh, being found um, was on an anthropological dig. uh, One in the Western Hemisphere that was found is 26,000-year-old would have been an animal tusk. I think it was like a bone shaped like a penis so it would have it would have been used for penetration uh, also worship and different things like that so when you look at where are you lacking play in your life is probably all the places where you're not willing to be your or were you judging being like a kid or were you not willing to be a kid or where you've not healed certain parts of your childhood Hmm, so that's interesting. So if you are having issues, like you're having inner child issues, you might not be so apt to jump into some of the play in your life. The thing is, is adding some of this play to your adult life and to your sex life can start to begin to heal some of those areas of your childhood that were maybe wounded. So, for example, if in your childhood you felt wounded because maybe you didn't have a playmate to play toys with, then in your adult life you can bring toys into your partnership, into your lovership, and invite your partner to play with you. Maybe your partner can use a vibrator or a dildo on you, Um, different other toys. They don't have to be specifically designed for sex, but there are other things that can bring sensory exploration on you might have things around your home that you just want to try out different maybe you've got like spoons or something that are metal and like the cooling sensation maybe on your clitoris feels good I don't know I'm just coming up with strange stuff out of the blue but I I bet you people have tried this so there there's a lot of things that you can just use as experimental uh, things just to see what feels good And so asking your partner to bring out an arrangement like of different toys to play with. I invite you to bring out more than one toy at a time because the more toys you have, the more experimental play you can have. Not all toys are going to feel the best and not all toys are going to be used the same way either. So bring out, bring out the goods. What would be fun? You know, if you feel like now's a great time for playing doctor, bring out your doctor's kit. If you don't have one, just you know, the cool thing is, is right now online, you can order so many medical things for really cheap. Like you can get a stethoscope for like $20. I have a crazy thing for like loving medical tools. So I recently bought like weird, some weird medical things like, so I can like, uh, otoscopes. That's the thing that you use to look into ears. 
and I have a crazy weird fascination with ears. So I got this cool otoscope that attaches to my computer that I could look inside of ears. And that sounds freaking strange. I get it. But I love ears and I love looking in them. So to me, you know, looking in an ear is about as highly orgasmic to me as probably being stroked. I love ears. I don't know why. Um, I don't want to have sex with ears. It's not like a penetration thing is I like want to look in my own ear. Um, I don't like having things shoved in my ear unless it's by me. I'm the only one who can put things in my own ear. So that's my own ear fascination. And, and it's a bit like having these weird tools like an otoscope. I could play doctor if I wanted to, uh, if my husband wanted me to play doctor with him, I could do that. Though in our household, I am the healer because that's part of my career. So I work with people with their bodies for health, uh, with different modalities, and I work on their bodies to create ease through movement and through energy work. So bringing that into the bedroom for my husband, he's like, but you are this all the time, might not be such a stretch of an imagination, but maybe putting on a nun's outfit or maybe putting on a construction outfit would turn him on. Um, because apparently me riding the riding lawnmower is incredibly sexy to him. So, and I love riding the riding lawnmower, by the way, I love cutting our grass. (laughs) So um, weird things, but hey, if foreplay for you is watching your partner cut the grass, hell yeah, bring it on. And if it's playful for you to feel like that's really sexy for you, awesome. It's, it can be strange little things that bring out your playful side it bring and bring up your pleasure and rise all of that orgasmic energy for you so what are some things that you find are playful and fun and it doesn't have to be standard it doesn't have to be toys so i encourage you to look at some of the things that you really enjoyed as a kid and that maybe you stepped away from. And if some of them are like, I loved going to the park and swinging, I tell you, I could have spent hours on a swing as a a child. So if you really love that, maybe you'll love um, sex swings as well. Or maybe you love a sensation of rocking and you can create something else like that. If, you know, as a kid, you loved being, playing royalty, you wanted to be a queen or a princess, maybe... As an adult, you want to get something like a queening chair. And if, if you haven't listened to some of the episodes in the last year, um, I mentioned the queening chair before. It's actually a, a, an apparatus you can use where uh, at the, one of the people sits on this particular chair that has a hole in the base of it so that uh, another person can lie under the chair with their so that their face has access to... Uh, the genitals and the anus, right? So you can give oral sex or you can give analingus really easily without the person having to squat because they have the support of the queening chair that they can sit on with a hole in it and then you've got the face. So if you want to be worshipped and you want to play princess, king, queen, awesome. If you want to be the knight in shining armor um, and you're saving the damsel, go for it. I know that you are way more creative than you're giving yourself credit for. So I invite you to play, play, play and find the different things that you loved as a kid. So we're going to head to a commercial break. And while we do, I want you to just tap into the energy of what did I like when I was a kid? What turned me on? What made me happy? What, 
excited me? What did I love to play the most? And if you really have no memories of that, please contact me so that we can, you know, tap into like the real basics of play. And I offer a 15-minute free session to anybody who messages me uh, and asks for the session. And we, we can arrange a time for that. So if you really lost all of your inner child play abilities and you never had them, like you didn't have a playful life and you'd like to bring that into your life, contact me and we will go from there. So for, for today, we're looking at like how to bring back that playfulness that most people have had some sense of that in their life uh, or know that they had a desire for something in their life. So they might have, you know, maybe not got to go swinging at the park, but they always wanted to. And so, you know, there's a desire there that still exists. Um, but if you have none of that, if you have no desire and no experience and you'd like to be able to figure out what that could be and bring that into your life, definitely contact me. So we are heading to our next commercial break. You're listening to The Pleasure Zone here on Inspired Choices Network. And we'll be right back after this commercial. Are you secretly a voyeur, wondering what's going on in other people's sex lives? What if now is the time for a totally different sexual evolution? Are you interested in people who are pioneers of different sexual and pleasurable practices? Lean in now with Melitza Yelenich, where she will entice you and your body to know your own pleasure zone. On the Pleasure Zone radio show with sensual movement artist Melitza Yelenich, you'll receive tools inspiration, and a foundation to allow yourself to receive more in your sex life and quite possibly other areas of your life as well. Listen for The Pleasure Zone with Milica every Monday at 8 p.m. Eastern Time, 7 p.m. Central Time, 6 p.m. Mountain Time, and 5 p.m. Pacific Time on InspiredChoicesNetwork.com. Interested in masturbating for money? copulating for consciousness, and pleasuring on purpose? 21 Days of Sexual Magicism with sensual movement artist Melitza Yelenich is an exploration of tools, processes, and actions that you can use to create more for your life, your body, your money inflows, and so much more. Graduated learning for all levels of interest. Learn at your own pace via video classes or join the yearly live class Take a peek at www.melitzayelenich.com. This is The Pleasure Zone with sensual movement artist Milica Yelenich. To participate in the program today from the U.S., call 815-880-TALK. That's 815-880-8255. From Canada, dial 613-800-8736. Or you can Skype us at InspiredChoicesNetwork.com. Or send your questions or comments via email to info at MilicaJelenich.com. Now, back to the program. Welcome back to the Pleasure Zone, my sweet, sweet pleasure seekers. Tonight we've been talking about how to become more playful with sex. And a lot of advice I have to share with you today is brought to you by being a kid at some point in my life and brought to you by being willing to be a kid still and also being a nanny and observing kids and how they play. So 
yes, you can take all of this information from your own life and you can translate it into your adult life and bring it into your sex life. Like I was mentioning before on the uh, before the break, who was talking about, you know, the different things you might have enjoyed as a child. And if you're somebody who loved dressing up as a kid, uh, you might want to look at getting some costumes if you haven't added some costumes already to your life. And if you were somebody who loved playing different things like, uh, for example, I loved playing with dolls and I loved being their mom. And so there is like an energy that I have uh, that comes across to people that they they kind of see me as a mother figure when it comes to things like, well, in life, but also um, lovers tend to have that perspective of me as well, that I have a sort of mothering nature. And that's cool. And that role can be played um, pretty easily. And there's an energy shift that occurs when that happens for sure. So there's a difference in being um, the mother energy and there's a difference in being like sexy whore for sure. So it depends on what you're tapping into. Having some, uh, maybe some acting uh, classes behind you, if you really want to become good at this play stuff can be helpful too because so much of acting has to do with play. So if you really are stuck and you're like, I don't even know how to play. There are things like acting classes that you can take, but by all means, you can contact me because there are easier ways to learn how to play. There are easy ways to learn how to play, not easier ways to learn. There are easy ways to learn how to play that you can do um, in your own home without having to be in a classroom environment. And we can uh, tap into some of those as well. So so remember what we were saying earlier was that whatever it is that you liked as a child will probably translate into your adult life, right? So what did you like when you were five years old? What did you play with? Did you go outside? Did you play, you know, I was playing with dolls. Some people are, were playing firemen. Maybe you like the rescue scenario. So you want to bring that energy into your your sex play. Maybe none of those were really your thing and you were more like a uh, person who played with toys but not a lot with the um, the creative aspect of it. Maybe it was just like you had a ball and you wanted to see how many times you could bounce it against a wall. You maybe had some like competition with yourself. And if you were somebody who was kind of like competitive with yourself trying to do some skill building, then you can definitely translate that as well into the bedroom. So let's say... Um, you know, bouncing the ball and seeing how many times you can hit the wall or whatever. Translating that into the bedroom, for example, you could see it as um, something when you're looking at play with your partner is, you know, how many times can you give them an orgasm or how many different ways can you stimulate their body and have, you know, have bring them to the rise, of like rise that orgasmic energy right through to climax. So what, again, you can create that, that competitive energy and edge with yourself if that's something that really turns you on and you want to see, like, what can I do? Can I do more? Can I do more? Can I do more? Um, you know, and that can be really fun. And then also the dress-up can be fun. Different scenarios can be fun. And games. So there are adult games out there in the world that you can get, too, that can add a lot of play. 
There are things like Sexy Dice, uh, and the company that I'm affiliated with has things like Sexy Dice. So you roll the dice. They might say, one dice might say kiss. The other dice might say a location like kitchen. Uh, or And another um, dice might have a body part like buttocks or something. So kissing the buttocks in the kitchen. That would be your roll of the dice. And you can play games like that. You can invent your own games as well, by all means. You could, if you're somebody who likes something like charades or whatever, you can have charades with sexual positions. You can get a whole, you can write down a whole bunch of different sexual positions and pick them out of the bowl and, or whatever, the hat or whatever, random choice of different sexual positions. And as, as a game, it doesn't mean that you have to follow through on the sex, the act of sex itself. It's just to have fun with different positions. Maybe you can write a whole bunch of positions out from the Kama Sutra, put them on there. And even with your clothes on or, you know, with your knickers on, you're going to just get into positions and have fun testing out different, uh, different, uh, different playful positions, right? So that can be a hoot and a half. I like just, you know, I think it's fun to randomly just bend over um, different things and see if my, you know, if my husband will like come up behind me and try and give me like a nice like dry hump every once in a while. It's pleasurable for me. So I like it and it's playful too. And there isn't a lot of expect. There's like not an expectation of follow through happening. It's really just like adding some playful energy. So positions are fun, um, just like a charades game. And I think I'm thinking about like fun games that I liked as a kid. And I like, uh, there was a game on TV called win, loser, draw. So you could do those positions as well and draw them out for each other and just have a laugh. You can, um, you know, even you can turn any board game into a sexy board game. You could take clue, for example, and switch up all of the, the different um, weapons for sex toys if you wanted. Uh, you could change the names of all the characters. You can use the original, you know, you can use the board from the kit and all the characters and just change it up, you know. Instead of Mr. Mrs. Peacock, it's just Mrs. Cocksucker. You can have fun with this. And you could, uh, you know, create little different toys yourself using things like plasticine or... Uh, like model magic. I love model magic because it dries fast and hard, mm, fast and hard. And you can like decorate them and paint them. So there, I know you have things around your house that already exist that you can use to add more play to your life. We've talked about some of these before on the BDSM uh, episodes that I've done where, you know, being playful with tying up or using different things like handcuffs and that can be fun too and um, you know you could play games like damsel in distress and have your partner come in and rescue you or you could you know be tied up and be interrogated it depends on the level of play where you're at but when we're looking at just learning how to add some play uh, it's good to know first what is it that you always like to do for play because that's probably still in you and how you can translate that to the bedroom now. So if you were a kid who just liked maybe to read a lot, then reading something like erotic literature to your partner or having your partner read erotic literature to you can be a way that you can add some sexy play into 
your sex life, right? So, you know, even if you were a kid who didn't really like stuff, but you just like to read, or maybe you liked painting, you can get out your paint and get naked and paint each other. Have fun with that. Do you see where I'm going? There's really no limit to how much fun you can have and the different ways you can experiment with adding playful energy to your sex life because it's not about penetration, it's about play. So penetration is a bonus if that comes up. And, and for some people, it might not be a bonus at all. All they're looking for is the play. So looking at the different things that you know will entice you and also some play that is not stressful. Like you don't want, if you don't like playing games or whatever, your partner doesn't like playing a game, but you do, uh, it might be stressful for your partner to play, you know, sexy clues. So, you know, it's got to be playful for both partners. And this is where the conversation piece is really important and where you've got to have the talk about it in advance so that you're both on the same page with what you're playing with so that it's play for both of you. Okay. So think about that. What is play for you? What is play for both of you? And what kind of conversation um, starters can you have to allow yourself to invite this play into your life? And we'll talk about some conversation starters after this next commercial. So you're listening to The Pleasure Zone here on Inspired Choices Network, and we'll be right back after this commercial. Are you secretly a voyeur, wondering what's going on in other people's sex lives? What if now is the time for a totally different sexual evolution? Are you interested in people who are pioneers of different sexual and pleasurable practices? Lean in now with Melitza Yelenich, where she will entice you and your body to know your own pleasure zone. On the Pleasure Zone radio show with sensual movement artist Melitza Yelenich, you'll receive tools, inspiration, and a foundation to allow yourself to receive more in your sex life and quite possibly other areas of your life as well. Listen for The Pleasure Zone with Milica every Monday at 8 p.m. Eastern Time, 7 p.m. Central Time, 6 p.m. Mountain Time, and 5 p.m. Pacific Time on InspiredChoicesNetwork.com. Interested in masturbating for money, copulating for consciousness, and pleasuring on purpose? 21 Days of Sexual Magicism with sensual movement artist Melitza Yelenich is an exploration of tools, processes, and actions that you can use to create more for your life, your body, your money inflows, and so much more. Graduated learning for all levels of interest. Learn at your own pace via video classes or join the yearly live class. Take a peek at www.melitzayelenich.com. This is The Pleasure Zone with sensual movement artist Milica Yelenich. To participate in the program today from the U.S., call 815-880-TALK. That's 815-880-8255. From Canada, dial 613-800-8736. Or you can Skype us at inspiredchoicesnetwork.com or send your questions or comments via email to info at milicayelenich.com Now, back to the program. Welcome to the Pleasure Zone, sweet, sweet pleasure seekers. Tonight we're talking about how to be more playful in the bedroom. 
doesn't that sound like fun? And so with being playful, you got to look at what do you already know about play and what is fun play for you? So for some people, playfulness is, you know, jesting with words, for example, teasing each other. Um, and, and for some people, that's really offensive. So it's really important to know what works for you and for your partner. So you're on the same page, right? That's what we want to do. Not only on the same page, but as my mom says, you might be on the same page, but you might be in a different you're on page six, but are you on different books? And I think that's hilarious. It's such a great point. So when you're, even if you're on the same page, are you in the same book? <laughs> so, so getting on the same page in the same book in the same universe, pretty, pretty helpful. And uh, thank you, my mother, for that great point. And, and when we look at this, like being on the same page in the same book, what, um, what are some of the play things that you would like to invite into your life? And I think starting a conversation with this, it doesn't have to be a serious conversation. Sometimes when we have these, I really need to talk, I have something important I want to ask you. Already that energy goes, oh my God, this is going to be big. This is going to be so important. This is going to be so hard. Um, it's the energy behind the ask that can really be daunting. So let's add some play to it. You know, do you have any playful names for your partner? First, if you don't, maybe start with that. Uh, my husband has a million nicknames and he knows it. So he's, hey, handsome. Hey, sexy pants. And also, um, he's also Lord Centerline. I'm Lady Centerline because we live on Centerline Road. Uh, and our daughter is Princess Centerline. So we've got Lord and Lady Centerline. <laughs> we've got, um, and I also call him Mr. Pister. And so he has a lot of nicknames. And when, um, usually when I talk to him, I, I try and approach him as much as possible with a playful attitude because really I'm not trying to have a serious life. I'm trying to have a fun life. So I, I, on very rare occasions when I really need him to hear me, I'll use his actual name. Um, the rest of the time it's nicknames and our house has a million nicknames because my daughter has about 5,000 nicknames and we use them as a way to like just have a more fun life truly so they're they're not offensive names they're just playful and it's uh, and for some people though nicknames are offensive no matter what not calling a person by their name is offensive so this isn't a case that's true for everybody calling somebody by a nickname isn't going to be the way to break the ice and become playful it can be though so finding out how your partner feels about nicknames you can ask did you ever have a nickname and they might say yes and then what how did you feel about it did you like it did you not like it do you have nicknames for your body parts do you you know do you have nicknames or did other people give them nicknames it's it's one way to start the conversation and then to find out if they actually liked it and then if they did you can go from there it's a very like it's such an easy question. There's not like a heavy energy behind it. It's like, hey, did you ever have a nickname? You see, it's like, just like, hey, just a question. It's not like daunting. It's not like we've got to add more play to our relationship. No. Oh, my God. That's not even where we're at yet, right? We're at, do you, are you even interested in play? What is play to you? And there are different ways to get those conversations across. 
even asking things like, what did you like as a kid? Like, what was the favorite thing that you ever did when you were a kid that you remember? Um, you know, did you have, you know, do you have siblings that you played with? Like, if you're just getting to know somebody, you can ask that. If you know them, um, like, what are some of the, the craziest things you got ever in trouble for doing that you were a kid that you loved so much? Um, this is also about getting to know your partner, your lover, knowing them a little bit deeper than maybe you know them, knowing some of their history, knowing some of their quirks and some of their fantasies and some of their things that they enjoy. So having these playful conversations about who they are, what they did in their life, where they came from, uh, what they think of that, you know, did you like playing games as a kid? What did you do for fun? And if they're like, hey, I used to dress up, hey, do you want to dress up now? Like, what if we tried that now? That is a way that you can open the conversation. You see how it can become quite easy when you already have the information about where they stand on the topic just by having a open-ended questions that can kind of evolve into some deeper questions, yeah? So we have quite a range of things that we can work with. I'm probably going to organize these thoughts a little bit better so that maybe I can do something like an article for everyone to have this a little organized because this was so fly by the seat of my pants that I didn't have anything organized at all for this show. So I hope you enjoyed it anyway, regardless of my disorganization and my uh, streams of conscious thought here. So conversations, that's where we start. This is how we ask the questions. You know, what did you like to do? Did you play as a kid? What did you play? Was it fun? Blah, blah, blah. And seeing if they're okay with the nicknames, playful nicknames. Nicknames for things that you might like to try out, right? So if you're uh, looking at maybe you want to, you know, have sex outside, you could just say to your partner, you might have a code word for that. So creating code words can be fun too, so that you you have your own lingo, you're both in the know, and then you can just say something like, let's go for a ride outside, you know, and that might be your code lingo for we're going to go do it outside in the field. But if you know that, you got to know your code lingo and you got to kind of have these conversations with your partner so that you guys can add more play to your life. Isn't that fun? Sounds like fun to me. I know, I can't believe that this show is almost over. What I want to remind you guys is that every week when this show ends, I want you to stay tuned in and what else? Turned on. And check out all the podcasts that I've done in the past. There's over 270 of them. And next week is my sixth year anniversary. Thank you for listening to The Pleasure Zone with sensual movement artist Milica Yelenich. The Pleasure Zone returns next Monday at 8 p.m. Eastern, 7 p.m. Central, 6 p.m. Mountain, and 5 p.m. Pacific on InspiredChoicesNetwork.com. We hope you'll join us. Until then, have the best week of your life by choosing to be turned on and tuned in to you.